Round one. Fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 246th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by Apid.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. And I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan8Bits. And joining me today on the second half of our E3 2021 showcase wrap-up special, she's my podcast writer, die. You can find her on Dem Socials at Miss Ellie Hart. Miss Ellie Hart, how you doing today? Uh, we are now recovering from the chaos that was E3. Uh, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> it has ride. indeed. Um, it felt like... I think we kind of discussed this where it's like, how do we how do we feel how E3 uh, this time around, how like it went for quite a long time. There was mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff. But I think for the most part, I wouldn't want to be one of the journalists that would have to report on it daily because I think you'd be pretty exhausted by now. Um, but for consumers and people, you know, taking in the content, I think we were kind of spoiled. We got quite a lot of stuff. It certainly feels that way. Like, like, yeah, was it always perfect? No. But you know what? It's never going to be perfect for everybody. Uh, I no. think there was enough varied and diverse announcements to keep just about every gaming fan out there happy or at least excited for the future in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there were some notable absences there that I think made the void feel even bigger. Like the fact that we didn't get any, any Sony conference at all happening here we didn't get an ea conference stuff like that so there was some some of the big power players from the gaming universe absent which uh made i think some of the the weaker conferences stand out even more in a way because you sort of focused more on them because there was less to distract yourself with but at the same time there was hundreds upon hundreds of games highlighted over the last week or so uh, across all these conferences and a lot of people working hard behind the scenes to mm-hmm. to not only make those games but make these uh, conferences happen so we've got to tip our hat and uh, show a bit of love to everybody there but uh yeah oh boy uh if we were trying to do like daily recaps and updates uh we would be more disheveled than we are already uh, right yes. now uh but we're, we're here for uh yeah, the second of our two-part E3 2021 special. We'll be breaking down all the big announcements uh, from the the final assortment of conferences that, that ran from um, Monday through to Wednesday, I guess you could say, Australian time, or you know Sunday through to Tuesday uh, for most of the rest of the globe. So there was a lot going on. Uh, we're not going to deep dive or cover off on every single announcement. We're going to sort of highlight ones and dive deeper on ones that I think or we both think, or we think the world would, would like to, to hear more of. And, uh, you know, we'll try and acknowledge and, and cover everything we can, but uh, there was a lot. There, there was, was a lot. lot. Yes. But uh, I guess uh, without further ado, do you think we should just jump right in and, and sort of focus on the, the probably the biggest presser overall, mm-hmm. I'd say, um, as far as what was marked in everybody's calendars, and that is the Xbox and Bethesda joint conference so their first joint conference since the big merger last uh you know over the last couple of years when it became official and and all that kind of stuff so 
Yeah, it was big. It was big. Like it was overall, I think the conference was paced really well. Uh, the the variety in the games that were showcased, I think, was was very good and exciting. And we got about 30, 30 announcements in total. A couple of these games we already knew of. There was um, some brand new games getting showcased that we hadn't heard of before. Uh, we got a, a little bit of uh, pre-alpha gameplay on some some big up-and-coming AAAs. So uh, yeah. they, they led things off, I think with about the joint biggest announcement or showcase or highlight in their press conference with Starfield. So they just jumped straight into it. Like Todd Howard sort of settled things off and started things off. And uh, yeah, we, we jumped into Starfield. We got confirmation that it is an Xbox and PC exclusive. Yes. It is coming out on November the 11th of 2022. So uh, we've mm. got a firm date. You know, it's a little bit down the line, but at least we've got a date to look forward to. And um, yeah, it, it, it looks nice. It's uh, running in uh, Bethesda's own internal engine, crea- crea- uh, Creation Engine 2. And uh, at least from this uh, little pre-alpha gameplay slice we got, it looks cool. Looks uh, nice. They're saying that this is pretty much uh, you know, Skyrim in space as far as what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm listening, Bethesda. I am excited. I'm keen to see... A big old AAA that's not going to be across other con- uh, consoles, so it's nice to see that they're propping up that uh, that purchase nice and early as far as that seven point five billion getting put to good use. But uh, I'm excited for Starfield, Miss Hart. What about you? Are you you keen? You on board the spaceship? I'm not going to get myself too overly excited over just um, essentially what was that 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 brief kind of like snippet based on the description of Skyrim in space. That's tapped into my interests so i look forward to see you know as it develops and see some gameplay and see if it is going to be my cup of tea yeah it was, it was cool that they certainly brought the noise right from the jump there mm-hmm. was a lot less um a lot less sort of people on stage breaking things down it was it was sort of clear and concise where it was just here's an announcement here's a trailer here's a bit of gameplay here's someone just introducing a studio really quick and then jumping in so they, they kept a pretty good pace overall uh xbox and bethesda and and they certainly set the tone with uh with starfield yeah we didn't we didn't get a huge amount of gameplay but we got a pretty pretty trailer that, mm. that set the scene and, and at least got me hyped for this uh november release next year and uh, mm. yeah they, they sort of went from strength to strength throughout the the press conference from there one that we got a little bit more love on as well is, is probably just about the the biggest Xbox uh, franchise, you could say. Debatable now with, with Bethesda on board and stuff like that. But we got uh, another chunk of Halo Infinite uh, gameplay. We got a mixture of some story footage and then we got a big chunk of multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, on the back of this, after the conference, uh, they did also have like a 12-minute breakaway trailer focusing wholly and solely on the multiplayer, which I really recommend anyone go check out because, uh, my goodness gracious, 120 FPS uh, multiplayer. <laughs> and the multiplayer is free to play. I think that's such a great yes. move by 343 and uh, Xbox where you don't even have to buy the game to get in on, on Halo Infinite when it drops. You can download multiplayer and play that for free as a standalone package. But it looks good. Uh, I'm, I'm keen. Like I think after last year's announcements of E3, as far as highlighting Halo, and everyone's like, oh, really? Ooh, oh, it doesn't look good enough. Oh, no. 
I think they really came back uh, came back strong with this uh, this showcase. Yeah, the tune of the community definitely changed after this presentation. Everyone seems to be very excited now. Everyone loves the look at it, look of it. Um, PvP looks amazing. Uh, I'm so happy to see Capture the Flag. Um, mm-hmm. I like. I have never played a Halo game. A lot. Of, it's apparently Capture the Flag is pretty standard, but it's only been so many weeks now where I kind of mentioned that the good old tradition of multiplayer Capture the Flag mode doesn't seem to exist anymore. So I actually got quite excited when I saw that in the presentation. I'm like, oh, we can finally play Capture the Flag again. Yeah, it, it's a stalwart, uh, stalwart mode of Halo and you've got like things like Griffball and, and then like just the customization you can have on yeah. your Spartan, like the the armor styles, the color combinations, the, the custom little add-ons for your helmets and whatnot. And the cool thing is a lot of that is all, all unlocked through gameplay, uh, whether it be doing certain achievements or, or just playing certain modes a certain amount of time, all those components can be unlocked through there. They were, they were very quick to, to say there's no form of uh, loot boxes uh, and things like that available at time of recording at least. You know, that may change because it's a free-to-play game, but uh, mm-hmm. it looked good. I'm excited. Uh, they didn't give us a fixed date. Like, we've got holiday 2021, so we know it's going to come out somewhere between October and December of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we didn't get a, a month and a day yet. But uh, it still, it still felt good, and I think there was uh, some winds of change around the place where I was like, "Oh yeah, this is the Halo we want." You know, yeah. this is it. We're keen. We're good to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if, if you want to go places and go places fast, you could obviously jump into uh, Forza Horizon Five, which got announced as well. As as all these car racing games are, they're just about the prettiest games you see at these conferences. Like. I don't know what it is with with car racing games, but they can just make these things look better than just about every other genre. Uh, like the ray tracing that was popping off in this, highlighting this Mercedes and and even the Ford Bronco. I saw mm-hmm. the Ford Bronco was getting a lot of love. I, I was sitting there going, I bet I bet you guys are at home going, yes, that's that's a car. Yes, yes. yeah, that one that one definitely get a lot, got a lot of excitement in this household. Um, I'm I actually like I do remember when we saw um, Forza Horizon the previous one that was released which it was mm-hmm. in australia right i can't remember if that i think that was three oh, i think okay. it was three but, like, but i could be wrong it could have been the latest one too um we were pretty impressed with how detailed um the environment was but the, i just this one was gorgeous there was like mm-hmm. so many shots where it just looked like it was like real life footage or like a photograph like it was incredible so i'm, I'm really impressed and it's I've got to give it to the team because everyone knows that I don't really like driving games. But the, the fact that they've gotten me like thinking like, I think I want to play this is quite a feat. So that, that should uh, that should be on the, the box art right there. Yes. Because yeah, you are you are very anti-drive outside of, say, cart games and stuff. Anything yeah. like pseudo realistic, you're, you're not big on. But yeah, the location you mentioned, like it's the game's going to be based in Mexico for mm-hmm. Forza Horizon 5 and some of the locations and, and the varied environments looked absolutely stunning. The cars look great. They've still got that awesome drop-in, drop-out feature where you can just jump on and start playing with your mates anytime you want. Uh, and then I like that they've doubled down, like with Forza Horizon 5, they sort of lean more on that sort of chaos and insanity and now they've got these custom modes, like similar to anyone that's watched like a 
a GTA Online race or the GTA Online like modding community where they're making these crazy tracks mm -hmm. and cars are like bouncing off these jump pads and doing this and that and the other. And they've really sort of lent into that with Forza 5, like Horizon 5. And um, looks fun. We don't have to wait long. November 9th, this is dropping. So uh, it was cool to see that this has been... Uh, getting worked on the background for, for a few years now and uh, it's, it's ready to come out in about uh, four months' time. Yeah, I look forward to seeing it then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we got, uh, we've got some we've got some gameplay and a date for uh, Age of Empires 4. So uh, that's coming out on October the 28th for PC. No, no word yet of if it's going to make its way to console yet, but, uh, yeah, PC exclusive for now. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, this game is um, one where you're taking control of historical figures throughout time and, and doing doing battles and, and trying to, uh, I guess, get your nation to, to power. Um, I didn't mind Age of Empires back in the day, but I've, I've fallen off the wagon. That's not a like a shot to that franchise. It's just... Didn't have the time or, or the hunger to play those types of games anymore, unless yeah. I'm buying it out of a cereal box. I mean, to be fair, like the I think the last one I played was probably two. I know that um I had it dabbled in one of the more recent um installments of the game. Maybe it was four or three or four. I can't remember, but I I didn't like how it changed. I th I believe the time period changed a little bit, and um. It didn't have the same vibe. So OG, I'm happy about um, looking at this one. I, I, I'll play it. Like, just be just for old time's sake, I guess. Um, it feels like forever since um, An Age of Vampires came out. Mm -hmm. So Yeah, but we don't have to wait too long, at least. Uh, October 28th. So yeah. a couple of months and you'll be able to boot this into the PC and away you go. Live your best conqueror life and uh, <laughs> make sure your people get what they deserve. No, no, no. Uh, the next one. Uh, Arcane Studios, uh, now obviously Xbox, Microsoft-owned exclusive entity. They've uh, showcased their new game, and uh, it's called Redfall, and it's a uh, co-op vampire killer hunter survival game. Um, it, it looks... it's. I like that it's got a bit of bit of humor to it. Uh, it it's graphically looks like it's going to be similar to... Uh, dishonored as far as the character models goes, but um, squad-based vampire hunting game uh, where it's eternal darkness on this island. Somehow the vampires can control the sun or, or block the sun on this island there. And yourself and three squad mates have just got to work their way through this game, taking down all these bad vamps and I guess saving the day. Um, look pretty. Uh, we didn't get really any gameplay. We just got an extended uh, trailer, I guess, highlighting what to expect in the gameplay. But uh, it was cool to see. It was cool to see that we got a, a new unannounced AAA hitting the hitting the conference stage. But uh, we've got to wait until uh, our like Australian winter. So somewhere between June and August of 2022, this thing's going to drop. Yeah. I like it. Like I liked, you know, what we saw, but that wasn't in game. It was just your classic, like, cinematic trailer. Um, I liked the characters. I liked the kind of banter between them. I think I even kind of thought, I'm like, you know what? If this was like a, like a show or a cartoon kind of thing, I could see myself mm. maybe enjoying it. But it's just the, like the the whole like horde mode, killing mass monsters with you know one giant creative boss and you know wacky weapons and attacks like i'm always a bit hesitant to get too excited on anything like that because i feel like with those games there's usually like a tendency to kind of like die out interest like, yeah it has to be something pretty unique to to keep you on board i'm hoping um 
because Arcane, they can write a hell of a story. So I'm hoping there's a nice, big, deep, immersive story mode in the back end of this because, yeah, um, I agree with you, like, Stuff like Back for Blood, which is which was all over these show floors, which is uh, you know the the next zombie survival game squad mm -hmm. shooter, and this sort of falls into that same bucket. But yeah, you, you don't want just the insanity on the screen to override the the story and the narrative. At least for me, like you know, I'm I'm a sucker for a bit of narrative as opposed to just killing things without really any any sense of purpose i'm hoping there's a big story and there's like mission chapters you work through instead of just now you're on this part of the island kill all these enemies and survive now you go to there you know so i'm hoping there's a there's like uh yeah missions and, and variety to what you do and, and you exactly. uncover what's happening a bit more and, and get immersed in this world so uh yeah. It looks cool though. And uh, yeah, first first uh, new game exclusively coming to Xbox and PC only next year via Arcane. So uh, that's cool. Mm. Cool. The next uh, next one's a bit of a bit of a throwaway, but the, the trailer was piss take because it was taking the mickey out of so many gaming tropes. Uh, and this was obviously highlighting the Outer Worlds 2. So uh, we've got a, we've got a trailer for the Outer Worlds 2. Uh, no gameplay. No, nothing. Just uh, some funny commentary, and then um, the the name of the game coming up. So another another Xbox exclusive. Uh, no date, no year, no nothing. But uh, it's nice to see that they are working on a sequel to The Outer Worlds, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, it's it's nice to see that there are like they're already working on it, and I loved the trailer. Like I always love that kind of self awareness and the kind of um, poking fun. Uh, I don't, I, who else, someone else kind of did that within this presentation as well, but um, it's, it's, it's a good way to kind of get people's attention, especially when you don't have much to show or to say. So, I mean, a lot of people remembered it and yeah, a little bit of fun. Yeah. It, it's, it's not hard to stand out, I think, because there were so many trailers or announcements across these conferences that didn't show anything, but they didn't add any humor or personality to it mm. and uh, missed, missed opportunities. And I think, uh, what they did with the Outer Worlds 2 there. Yeah, got nothing but got enough to go, you know what? I remember this. I pay attention. Yeah. This made me laugh. Uh, the next one, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator was finally announced for consoles. Uh, looks just as good as it did on the PC. So it's making its way to the Xbox Series S slash X. And they've also uh, confirmed that there's going to be a movie tie-in with the upcoming Top Gun Maverick <laughs> film uh, which is uh, which is making its way to uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator as well. So you wanna you wanna live your best Tom Cruise life? You can do that via way of the Top Gun Maverick expansion, making its way to Microsoft Flight Simulator. Just about one of the best looking games of all time, <laughs> which is crazy to say about a game where you just fly planes fly from point to point. Yeah, it's it's a great looking game. I'm curious if it's going to be to the same scale. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that too. Or maybe they might throttle back some of the some of the resolution or the frame rate. Because uh, yeah, getting getting pretty much the entire world in this game hypothetically, where you can fly around and actually fly over buildings and areas where you might live or know someone that does, is absolutely bonkers. So it's a uh, big install. <laughs> yeah, big old game, big old game. Uh, but I'll uh, I'll see how it goes on the Series X once this drops. Like um. Yeah, I think I just want to try try out the hysteria behind this game because when it dropped last year, everyone was all about it. Oh and, yeah, uh, so many beautiful excited. photos and and clips going around the internet. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll see what it's all about. I might do a do a flight from Coomer uh, to Canberra. You know, reminisce yeah. the old regional express. See how that feels <laughs> these, these days. 
I'll drive back to uh, fly back to Australia and say still can't do that right now. So. That's it. Yeah, you get get to the get to the land mass and like not turn around. <laughs> go back. Can't go wait. back. Okay. Uh, we got a big chunk of uh, Stalker 2 footage. Uh, this mm. went for a, a good long while, uh, maybe about five minutes or so collectively showcasing this uh, you know group of marauders and survivors around a campfire in, in Russia and then cutting to, to various combat scenarios and, and um, real parts of gameplay that's going through. Uh, obviously coming to Xbox and PC on April 28th of 2022. So we've got to wait a little bit longer. We've got to wait you know, 10 months before this this drops, but uh, there's still a lot of hype and anticipation out there in the Stalker community that uh, we are getting a sequel. And uh, it's funny because there is a lot of uh, post-apocalyptic Russian love I noticed around E3 this year. There was a few other games that look like Stalker's cousins. Uh, oh, yeah. getting around uh you know and it is what it is you know rush is a a, a constant as far as a, a game locale goes and there's a lot of dev studios over there but uh the whole chernobyl thing i think just leans into so many yes. directions as far as post-apocalyptic and supernatural and shooty and survival and we got a lot of that this uh these past couple of days i'm wondering if it's kind of telling of um how long it takes to translate things that are popular at a, at a moment's time when um, games and other general things relating to said popularity. So, like, you know, everyone was obsessed with that TV show at the time and I'm just wondering if people were just like, you know what, a game. And then now we have, like you said, like a, quite a few games that feel like mm-hmm. they're very similar. But I've never... Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever played or really paid attention to the Stalker title and seeing this one for Stalker 2, it was, it was interesting. I, I wasn't too mm. sure if it was meant to be a horror or just, a, you know, more just like action, um, like action adventure kind of storytelling kind of game. Yeah, that's sort of, at least with this Stalker 2, I'm with you. Like, I never really played the first one much because it was just a, a PC powerhouse back in the day, which mm. I did not have. But um, I like that it is, yeah, sort of first-person shootery, actiony, but then it's got that supernatural yeah. twist to it as well. So I'm like, okay, I love that. You know, there's some of my favorite things in in gaming and, and pop culture. So uh, I'm pay, excuse me, I'm paying attention to this one, and uh, <laughs> it's coming on Game Pass, so it ain't gonna cost me nothing. Or you know, it's gonna cost part of my monthly subscription when this thing drops in April. So uh, I'll give it a crack next uh, next April. Yeah. Stuffed Definitely. Easter. What what better way to celebrate than some Easter eggs and uh, you know surviving post apocalyptic Russia? You know that seems to go hand in hand. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, the next one. Uh, this, as we said earlier, this game's everywhere across E three. Back for Blood. We got uh, we got another highlight of the characters and and just what to expect in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks fun. Looks insane. The the enemies look varied enough to keep you on your toes. The characters look unique enough to to feel distinctive, maybe. But uh, the the cheeky the cheeky uh, win here with uh, Xbox. Obviously, this is going to be coming day one to Game Pass when it launches in October. So that's a, a sneaky little little feather in the cap there for for Xbox as opposed to uh, PlayStation, the other platforms. So uh, yeah. Cool, back for blood. I'm keen. I did the pre-download last night. I set that pre-download on there so it'll be ready day one. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next one, uh, the Just Cause team. So, we're talking about Avalanche here. 
they announced their next game and it's apparently going to be a uh, co-op open world adventure called Contraband. So uh, I'm assuming it's going to be some kind of heist or drug running cartel inspired game here. Uh, it's also coming to Game Pass at launch. Uh, from what I can understand, it is not going to be on PlayStation, at least at launch. So I don't know if it's a full exclusive or a timed exclusive, but mm. uh, we didn't get any gameplay. We just got this, uh, you know, sprawling video around like this warehouse where these people are clearly setting up for a uh, heist or a mission and, uh, you know, pa passing over like gun caches and, and all kinds of paraphernalia. And, and then we just got the, the title. So uh, didn't get much, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah, I picked my interest. I like the idea of because it do, it looks not just like basic heist. It looks like 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 treasure, like mm. like so. I I like the idea of like this kind of like uncharted cross, like heist level kind of gameplays and doing you know co op with friends and trying to you know achieve that. So it's it, it's on my radar. I'm I'm interested. It's funny because a few weeks ago we we sort of made point of um, if they made a national treasure game, would we play yes. it? Remember, and uh, lo and as behold, as good as it gets, <laughs> yeah, we've got it. No confirmation that uh, Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage will be uh, lending his voice or likeness to a character in Contraband, but uh, who knows? Stranger things have happened. And uh, talking about Stranger Things, Jack Sparrow is coming <laughs> to Sea of Thieves. This is a big get, I think. Like, like yeah. I'm sort of. Got a bit of bit of pirates of the Caribbean fatigue. I haven't watched the latest one, but uh, you know this is this is big time for Rare to have Jack Sparrow and this whole Pirates of the Caribbean expansion. You know, you're seeing Davy Jones in there and some like the Black Pearl and all these ships uh, coming in this expansion called the Pirates Life, and it's free uh, when season three of Sea of Thieves drops in five days' time. It's so, free. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can play through a Pirate's Life expansion for free when season three drops in five days' time. So uh, that's crazy that's big. to me. That's big. Like Jack Sparrow is Disney IP. Yeah, and they don't do nothing for free. No. <laughs> that was yeah my angle. So yeah, I'm actually genuinely shocked. I like it's it's big for Rare, um, unless there's some like weird background connecting connection between them to disney i just think it's really impressive to have gotten something like that signed up unless disney's got something under their sleeves and they mm, wanted to kind sea of thieves tv show coming to disney plus maybe that could be cool i'd maybe. watch that animated sea of thieves show yeah maybe i'd love to see um how they handle those um those attacks those megalodons and cracking oh, yes. and yes but big get though, like this. Yeah. This took me by surprise. Like it, it's, it's like hand to glove. Like it fits perfectly. Yeah, it works. Like it's yeah. so cool. And we've talked a lot. Like I've sort of fallen off Sea of Thieves wagon. I think you have the last year or two. Can't but really they've play. really been building out that world, and we constantly talk about wanting big narrative and big characters. And you can't get much bigger than this type of narrative and this type of character making its way to this this universe. So. Uh, I maybe want to jump back in. Like, I don't like Johnny Depp and, you know, Jack Sparrow is, he's a similar character that he plays in other universes, but I think it's cool and quirky and to see him realized in this world, I want to know what it's like. Yeah. You I, jumping I, back in? You I don't sail know. Sail the seas? Like, I loved Sea of Things, but my biggest problem, and it's kind of a big deal in this game, was yep. I couldn't handle being in the open ocean. <laughs> 
It's going to make it tough to play again. It makes it a little tough. <laughs> it makes it just a tiny bit, tiny bit little tough. You I just have know. to sort of stay down in the bottom of the ship so you can't see the ocean. So before we depart from port, you just go downstairs in the cruise quarters yeah, and just wait till we get there. You're going to make sure that we don't, you know, crash the ship and sink because then... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll never come back if that's the case. If you drown in the bottom of the ship stuck in there, yeah, you'll never oh, come God, back. traumatizing. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jack Sparrow coming uh, next week to Sea of Thieves, which is pretty bloody cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got... um. A little little highlight for uh, Yakuza. So all the Yakuza games are now on Game Pass, including Like a Dragon. So uh, cheeky, cheeky. That game only came out last year. It was one of the uh, the the Xbox like next gen now current gen uh, timed exclusives for that sort of day one release. Uh, we, we've talked very highly of this game throughout through our uh, experiences, and now you can get it included in the Game Pass bundle. So that's cool. Hmm. I recommend everyone play it if you have the opportunity to. Heck so. yeah, it's it's got so much personality. It's wacky, like it's weird. Get ready for it, but yeah, you have to yeah. experience it. Hundred percent. And something else you can get ready for was a hundred and twenty eight player mode, which got a little bit of focus with Battlefield twenty forty two. So uh, for those that weren't paying attention with this Battlefield announcement. There's no campaign. This is multiplayer only 2042. That's all they're doing. There's no story. There's no mm-hmm. single player. It's just you're jumping in, you're shooting and getting shot. Uh, looks chaos personified. Like I know we'll probably be talking about chaos a lot lately with a couple of other announcements, but uh, October 22nd, 2021, this game drops. And oh boy, these are these big levels with big enemy exchanges looks insane. Yeah, I'm always, I'm always a bit iffy about the massive maps. But like you said, you can, you don't have to play the big, big maps. So um, mm. I'm just happy for this kind of style of um, Battlefield to be back. So yeah, yeah, it looks cool though. And and mixing in sort of like real world environments, like seeing tornadoes playing a part <laughs> into this thing, it looked absolutely insane. But I'm uh, a bit excited. I'll play it. I'll probably suck at it, but I'll enjoy a couple of games. I might swear at somebody. And then I'll enjoy it again, swear at somebody else and rinse, repeat. Crash a vehicle. We're all good. That's it. With your team inside. Yeah. (laughs) Into a a hurricane that has a house in it flying around or something. It'll be be a thing. It'll be a thing. Something else that's a thing. Uh, We've got uh, another chunk of 12 minutes focus. So it's coming out in August, on August 19th of this year. Day one of Game Pass. Obviously, the cast is huge. James McAvoy, Daisy Ridley, and Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. as the the stars of this game. I don't know if it was just me, but it looks like this thing's had a bit of a graphical enhancement since its initial uh, debut. It looks a lot prettier, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely more refined, definitely more polished. I'm really, like, really, really impressed, um, like, how, like, bare bones, is that the word? Like, from when we first saw it, well, when I first saw it, which was the kind of funny, like, indie showcase that they mm. they did, they kind of highlighted it. And it, it's always been on my radar since then, and that's quite some years now. And just to see it flourish and just, like, it looks so clean, it looks polished, and now he, they have these massive names attached to it, which I couldn't have anticipated. And yeah. I'm just, so, I've been waiting so long and I'm so excited that now I've got a date to look forward to. So, and it's on Game Pass. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, it just gets better and better. I love the concept. I love that there's just this 
like interactive thriller is what they're calling and it's all pretty much just taking place in this one room or this one apartment complex on this 12 minute loop like i'm, I'm so intrigued by it and i can't wait to play it in a couple of months time uh, another game that we'd, we'd be dropping around the same time so we've got uh, psychonauts 2 dropping on the 25th of august so six days after 12 minutes looks like more psychedelic crazy platforming trippy hotness that you'd come to love from psychonauts 1 um but yeah it's cool it's, it's i'm surprised that it's actually coming out so soon i wasn't aware that they might have even alluded to it coming out in 2021 and now here it is because this game's been in the rumor mill for quite a while and it's, now it's here and no, it's here in two it's months actually it's actually been been made for a few years now and the only yeah. reason why i know that is because of james williams from funhouse he loves psychonauts and He's he actually begged to be in the game, and I, that's that would be the reason why I play Psychonauts because I want to see what character he actually got if he actually if um they actually did give him a toilet like he said he said I'll play a toilet <laughs> if I have to. So. <laughs> Imagine being a talking toilet or something in a game like that's yeah. uh that's career peak moment right there I think. Like if your favorite game franchise, like your favorite of all time. And they're like, okay, you can have a voice in it, but you're like a toilet, hmm. you know, or a dumpster. You'd still be like, okay, yes. Yeah, I'd take it. I'll, <laughs> I'll take anything at this stage. I'm getting pretty desperate. But uh, if we bundle the next couple of sort of announcements up mm. in one, so uh, Doom Eternal getting a next-gen update. So uh, it's it's giving you two different modes, so 60 FPS with ray tracing or a true 4K mode or a 120 FPS mode. This is also going to be released via a free patch at the end of June, so that's exciting. Uh, we got two major updates shown for Fallout 76. So we got Fallout 76 Steel Rain, which comes out on July the 7th, and then we also got The Pit, which is a new expedition that's gonna take place, uh, but it's not out until 2022. And then jumping down a little bit further there, uh, Hades is finally coming to Xbox. Uh, so uh, that's coming out on Xbox One and Xbox Series S slash X on august the 13th and oh yeah it's also on game pass from day one on that august the 13th so uh huzzah 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 uh we also got a uh i guess a four guys-esque game or those that played gang beasts which was sort of uh you know the game before four guys we got party animals which was uh you know cute creatures brawling around these unique locations Love it. Uh, coming from what I'm understanding, I don't think it's confirmed for the Switch or the PlayStation, but it's going to be on Xbox and PC in 2022. Can't wait. I look forward to playing that game. It looks yeah. stupid cute fun. It really does look stupid cute. And uh, yeah, those other announcements like uh, yeah, Doom Eternal, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Hades. Hades coming to Game Pass, I yes. think it's a big one. That's, That's a big, massive. big one. It's been like Hades has been on my radar because it was everyone's favorite game. Um, but I'm always a bit hesitant because that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to like it. So I've been a bit iffy about buying the game. So now I, I can play it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just falls into that Game Pass bucket. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, we got a new game um, from the Mines that brought us Limbo. Uh, so Somerville was a game that was highlighted. It's going to be coming out next year on Game Pass. Huzzah. Uh, it's still got that same sort of distinctive art style that you used to from from those types of games. Um, the next one that kind of made me go, okay, maybe I want to play this. Uh, the Diablo 2 remake wow. is dated. September wow. 23, it's coming out. 4K 60 FPS, cross progression, and co-op for up to eight players. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I'm, uh, wow. I'm wow. 
I can't believe well okay well you now know that you're like <laughs> you you've said it on the podcast so therefore it's now concrete law you have yep. to play it okay I'll yep. play it I'll give it a go Let, let's try and line Nato, up Benny. another six players another six players and try and see mm-hmm. how it goes with eight people on the screen at once yeah let's see <laughs> I'm not promising that I'll finish it but I at least want to try this <laughs> all right you know what beggars can't be choosers yeah I just want to try this, see how it goes. Uh, the next bit of news took me by surprise. I was very happy to see this. Uh, we got a new direct sequel to A Plague Tale. So Plague Tale Requiem follows uh, a couple of years on or thereabouts from what I've seen um, after Plague Tale Innocence. And it's coming to Game Pass when it launches next year. Uh, I was a big fan of Plague Tale Innocence you and are. I can't wait to go back to this, this world and, and see how they continue to build that out. Mm. You're going to jump on our list? What did you think? This, no, this I never played it. The needle? I didn't. I never played the original Plague Tale. It doesn't really look like my kind of thing. It looks very story driven. Um, yeah. But I, I was actually pretty impressed to see that. Um, I was I impressed. Like it was. It was good to see that they were already in development of creating. You know, a second to the first, especially considering I felt like Plague Tale was one of those quiet, um, like success stories. Yeah. Yeah, a little cheeky sort of double A that, that came out and won some awards and got some love, and rightfully so. Mm. Uh, great little game. And, yeah, Plague Tale Requiem. Give me more of that. Let's see what's happening with little Hugo and uh, the, the rest of the, the French Revolution going on around there. So uh, we'll see. Hugo and the gang. Um, what was that, sorry? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Hugo and the gang. Oh, uh, yeah. Hugo and the gang, little Hugo. Uh, we got also another chunk of Far Cry 6 footage. This mm-hmm. was similar to uh, Back for Blood. Like, this was everywhere. Oh, Far Cry 6. Yeah, this interesting Park thing. as well. Yeah. And sadly, <laughs> which we'll sort of talk about later, Jurassic Park, yeah, so Jurassic World Evolution 2 just replayed the same goddamn trailer that they showcased yeah. from <laughs> Summer Game Fest, but without Jeff Goldblum again. Like, oh, we got the Jeff Goldblum voiceover again, yes. but no no, um, you know, visual sighting of him. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Far Cry 6, I'm keen, coming out in October. Uh, bring me some of that madness, bring me some of that insanity and, and fun and looks like there's going to be some heavy tone here and there amidst this chaos. Mm. Chaos. Chaos. Uh, we got another, like we talked just the other day about our love for snowboarding games and uh, that announcement from Summer Game Fest and then we get Shredders, which was like a nice sort of chill, really zoned out snowboarding game where... You're just watching these peeps grind down this mountain and carve that pow. Uh, I didn't really understand the the goal of this game. Like, I don't know if that sounds rude. Because like, they were just shredding. Like, there was no score. Yeah. There was no uh, time limit. These guys were just shredding this mountain and enjoying their time. And, you know, if that's what the game is, cool. Could be nice chilled out escapism. Yeah, maybe like Tony Hawk, but snowboarding. Yeah. Coming out on Game Pass in December. Hmm. Uh, we got uh, some another trailer for Atomic Heart, so a mm. Soviet-era uh, action RPG. Uh, looks quirky as hell. I'm uh, yes. this one was on my radar. I'm like, okay, I'm uh, I'm down for this. So uh, alternate reality Soviet Union in the fifties, uh, really sort of tongue-in-cheek vibe with some. Uh, you know, the trailer was sort of positive, but it was a very very grim world at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't know. If this is was it was this its debut announcement or have we heard of this before? We've heard of this sure. before. We've okay. heard of this before. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it's on my radar. Like no date, maybe next year. 
no, but yeah, no year, no month, no no holiday period yet. But uh, it, it piqued my interest. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's a little weird, a little wacky. Very weird and wacky, but uh, that's that's my kind of thing. Uh, we got um, a two two point five D sci fi platformer announced called Replaced. Uh, which looked really cool. Uh, Cyberpunk-style platformer coming out in 2022, coming out on Xbox, Game Pass, and PC, uh, which is awesome. We also got um, a new update called Shroom and Doom for Grounded. Yeah. So uh, Grounded, uh, keep getting getting that world built out and the old uh, giant spider known as the Broodmother. Holy shit, that thing looks like it would be terrifying to fight. Yeah, I love I love that they actually have that mode where people who are scared of spiders, so they can actually switch that on, so they can still you know fight and participate. I'm just now thinking, I'm like, well, imagine if Sea of Thieves had to do that for me. They'd have to turn the ocean <laughs> into like jelly or something. <laughs> you just in like a big, big um like bowl of cereal, yeah, just fruit exactly. loops and milk. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, this is also this uh, another trailer where the announcer kind of. Made a little bit of fun, a little bit of mm-hmm. you know jokes at gamers' expense and such. So um, I never played this one. Like I, I know I wanted to, but for some reason I never got into it. So um, I'd have to, I'll have to maybe get it this time around with this new content drop. Yeah, I think like I've only played it for a hot minute. And I played by myself. I think I'd want to get in like a squad and play it together to get this full honey I shrunk the kids vibe and, and running around and trying to build a little little encampment and survive out in the uh in the, the deadly backyard. But it looks cool and that spider looks uh all kinds of messed up. But uh yeah, that's that's exciting that they're still supporting that. Like Obsidian uh have, have sort of, you know, got got a lot of time and, and, and uh money invested in that and it's good that it's gonna continue to go from strength to strength. Mm-hmm. Another game going from strength to strength uh among us. It is uh, making its way all... Um, yeah, so the game's expanding to 15-player uh, lobbies, which is Ugh. live now. And it's also not only coming to Xbox consoles, but it's also on Game Pass for both PC and console. I didn't see a date uh, for when they've said it's going to be making its way to Game Pass and or Xbox, but 15-player uh, lobbies on Among Us. Cool. Don't not for me, but cool. Don't want to the be rest in that of the world's meeting. happy. Oof, no. Can you imagine just the messy voice chat on 15 that? Fifteen people. Fifteen people. Nope. God. Well, technically, no could be fourteen, but yeah, someone has yeah. to die. Yeah, that's true. Many people will die. <laughs> Many. Uh, then we've got also a uh, a trailer for a bit of a Japanese uh, throwback uh, called Yuden Chronicle Hundred Heroes. It's a brand new RPG uh, which is coming out in twenty twenty two. It's got a similar look and vibe to stuff like Octopath Traveler. Mm. Uh, the art style was really cool uh, with dynamic camera work in the battles uh, you can, and it can support up to six players in said battles. And it's also coming to... Um, sorry, it's it's released in 2023 and it's coming to Game Pass. And they also announced a sequel, which is coming in 2022. Sorry, listeners. That's called uh, Uden Chronicle Rising. So that comes out next year and then the year after... Is uh, Yudin Chronicle One Hundred Heroes in twenty twenty three? Cool, exciting. Uh, we also got word that uh, the Ascent is coming to Game Pass, uh, and it looks it looks interesting. Another um, you know uh, sort of trip indie indie sort of flavor to it. Mm. Um, I I like the look of the Ascent. 
another one of these uh like role-playing games isometric view cyber very cyberpunk graphics post-apocalyptic there was a lot of a lot of neon a lot of red where you're in a squad um yeah just running around this this cyberpunk-esque apocalypse killing and building kind of like XCOM one yeah yeah Mm, that's right yeah yeah not my kind of thing yeah but it's coming out in the next couple of months and the um the last uh announcement uh for the xbox conference we wanted to highlight is uh the xbox fridge is actually happening and it's coming out in summer or holiday period of 2021 (laughs) the hype is real i've committed on this podcast to buying yes, one of these so i'm uh, i'm waiting to see what kind of price point this bad boy is going to be it looks like it can hold a six pack looks yeah like it's a six pack fridge yeah that's i guess fair like i think that's what we were kind of anticipating at least that i guess so mm. now we've got to wait for that price point yeah i think i think i said under 500 and i'm in but then i also said if it's and, and then and yeah in. i think you caved and said it probably doesn't matter how much it is yeah, I think I just want one. I just want one here beside my 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 monitor and uh, set up so I can just uh, never. I'll have to get up eventually, but I just want one. I just want one. That's fair. Uh, so if we sort of shift gears and uh, jump into the Capcom press conference, um, I'm I'm a Capcom fanboy from way back, and it's got some of the IPs that I absolutely adore, but. Uh, just from from the top, holy moly, was this an underwhelming conference? This was. It felt like that, like you know, at school where you had a project due the night before, and they're like, "Oh my god, I haven't started. I need to just work through the night and get something so I can at least hopefully pass." Mm-hmm. That's what this conference felt to me, and, and you know, sorry if that's rude towards the people that work at Capcom. I know they're working hard and making games and COVID and everything, but comparatively after watching that xbox conference the day before and seeing all this polish and all these games and then capcom coming out and they sort of kick things off and they were talking about resident evil reverse which is coming out next month that's cool okay awesome uh is that game mode going to be any good who knows uh that was interesting i i expected they were going to prop this thing around resident evil predominantly and they, they sort of then then jumped into a bit of a, a live dev diary where they're talking about Resident Evil Village. I'm like, they're going to show some DLC. And then they just cut to a screen with text on it saying that there's Resident Evil DLC, like Resident Evil Village DLC being planned. It's getting worked on, but no dates, no um, concept of what this DLC is, no graphics, no footage, <laughs> no it, nothing. And I was like, oh, my God. I was just like, we heard you. We're making it. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. It was like okay, fair. Enough. Like I know the game's only been out for a, a month and a half or whatever it is now, but like you think that'd already, be on the roadmap? They were already struggling with the multiplayer. Yeah, so, and maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the thing I'm not thinking about. Maybe they they had a full plan to have that as a big focus for the showcase, but because Reverse had to get stripped from launch. And they had to put more energy into that. But yeah, I was just like, man, come on. Give me something here. Tell me what you're doing. There wasn't even anything confirmed for like this year. Like they didn't have a date attached to when this DLC is coming out. They didn't have anything attached to, yeah, we've heard you, game fans. It's coming. I'm just most surprised we didn't hear about like any um, like remakes. 
That's true. Yeah, I I thought like we, we talked sort of off and on on the potty the last couple of months about they might announce uh, Resident Evil Four oh, remake, yeah. but uh, yeah, nothing nothing out there, nothing out there. Maybe we'll get something later this year. Maybe they'll have a, a Resident Evil Fest. That's what all these companies Res are doing Fest. now. They're like, oh, we're going to have our own con, <laughs> Res Fest, Res Con, Zombie Con. I don't know. Uh, after that, we got an absolute bucket load of Monster Hunter-inspired announcements. Uh, we got another look at Monster Hunter Stories 2, which is like Monster Hunter meets Pokemon. Uh, yes. And the one thing that weirds me out, not only from this conference, but also in the Nintendo, is the amount of times I have to hear the word monsty. Like, they call the monsters monsty. <laughs> I thought I was game. mishearing it for a bit, but yeah. <laughs> to be honest, like I, as soon as I saw it was Monster Hunter, I did kind of tune out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You, have you have you watched the movie yet with Mila Jovovich? Have you watched that? No. Should I? Yeah. You, if you if you want to roll your eyes and have a laugh here or there, like the monsties in that look good, but the, <laughs> the story sucks. There is Palicos, which is cool, but the story sucks. Anyway, a lot of Monster Hunter content. They also announced that there's, uh, you know, a pretty regular release of stuff. So they've got a Capcom collab an event uh, quest reward, which is coming live tomorrow. Uh, the week after you see version 3.1 release, which has some new DLC and event quests. July 9th will get you a Rider Hunter layered armor set. Uh, end of July gets uh, version 3.2 release with additional quests. And then August is 3.3, which has some uh, collab event requests tied into uh, some of the other games. And then the other part that they ended on with Capcom. So we didn't get anything... Uh, we didn't get any sort of Devil May Cry. We didn't get any sort of Street Fighter. I thought they were going to announce the next Street Fighter, which was leaked like last year that they're working on it and it's coming out next year. Uh, we didn't really get anything on Resident Evil. We didn't get any fucking Dino Crisis again. I'm like, come on. <laughs> then they end with uh, this new uh, uh, Ace Attorney game. So uh, great Ace Attorney. So it's kind of like a prequel seeing the, uh, the lawyers of yesteryear and um yeah big lengthy demo that went for like five minutes and then they actually had to do a disclaimer where they're like hey p.s there's a spoiler here they literally show you like a whole like a whole segment so you know exactly how it plays out so i thought that was a weird choice but yeah it was very weird but yeah. it, it's coming out in july uh across a couple of different platforms and uh yeah the great ace attorney but yeah capcom very underwhelming for me. Very underwhelming. Yeah. I, I I thought there would have been just more. Um, although I did anticipate a lot of focus on Bloody Monster Hunter. So Yeah, and and if we sort of follow similar beats and jump to sort of the Square Enix press conference, <laughs> similar vibe for me with Capcom there. They had they had a couple of announcements like, okay, cool, but there was a lot of Final Fantasy. Oh, Far what? too many new Final Fantasy games. So uh, they they showed off Stranger of Paradise, which is Final Fantasy Origin, and it's a Dark Souls-style game coming out in 2022. What? Dark Souls Final Fantasy? This was the game where this this group of Final Fantasy heroes or anti-heroes, they looked a bit edgy. They've gone into you. this world and they've got to take down chaos chaos is ruining this world and they've got to kill and end all the chaos and they said chaos about 7500 times in this trailer and oh my goodness it uh did not look like it was for me no no definitely not for me either um, yeah so there's there's demo coming to ps5 so you could try it out soon i think the demo's out but it was broken so yeah. they had to like reinitialize the demo but it's there now yeah 
It was um, chaos. It wasn't working for people. So I just think that added to the memes that are kind of generated around that announcement. Yeah, on, on more Final Fantasy talk, uh, there's the Ultimate Remaster, which is bringing Final Fantasy 1 through 6 to uh, to present day. Uh, and they're also coming to mobile as well, which is... Well, uh, yeah, they're yeah. only coming to Steam and mobile. Yeah, which I thought was strange. I it thought, is bizarre. No, no mainline console? Mm. Anyway, anyway, uh, we also got Final Fantasy 7 Battle Royale, uh, which is also a thing. Mm. okay <laughs> enix yeah i know you're doubling down on uh on final fantasy here but my goodness gracious uh there is a lot of genre hopping here that i didn't ever envision seeing but you know we were talking earlier about uh about you know there, there's a lot of talk about uh russia and chernobyl now what can we do to maintain relevancy and it feels like this is what square doing a little bit like oh soul style game oh battle royale oh let's do it Soul style game feels like it's that they're at least got their finger on the pulse, but then when they did the battle royale, it's like, oh no, that, yep. one, that one's definitely definitely missed the mark. Uh, we got a super brief look at the Legend of Mana remake. Looks good. So that's a game that came out in nineteen ninety nine, and it comes out uh, on twenty fourth of June. So yeah. it's coming out in a week's time for the PlayStation Switch and PC, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, a little bit of a highlight on uh, Marvel's The Avengers, uh, focusing on that that roadmap. Crystal Dynamics said what was coming up, and we got a little bit of uh, focus on the Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, expansion that's happening later this year. So that's the War of Wakanda expansion. It's free for all players, so that's great. And it looks cool, looks interesting. It looks different enough from some of the environments and the worlds I got used to playing that game. Will I rush back and play it day one? Probably not, because that game's sort of you know in the rear view for me. But <laughs> for a lot of people, yeah. But for people that are still playing it, you know, the 120 around the world that are still on those servers, they've got uh, War of Wakanda to look forward to later this year. Uh, we got then also a a bit of focus on Life is Strange, so they've confirmed that there is the remastered collection for the Life is Strange games. So that's uh, Life is Strange and Life is Strange Before the Storm. And uh, they're both out on September 30th on 2021. Uh, they they highlighted some more to do with Alex in uh, in Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, so seeing how her powers work and how they visualize when you play. And that's still on track for release this year. And they led off with this trailer and this uh, announcement. But I thought I'd sort of chuck it at the back end. And we got a big first look at uh, at the Guardians of the Galaxy game coming out. Uh, this went for a while. I think this is about 10 minutes or so, maybe longer worth of gameplay and, and sort of jumping between some developer commentary back into gameplay. So it's a single player story driven game that sees you playing as Peter Quill, obviously Star-Lord. Uh, it's completely separate from the Avengers game we just mentioned. And it looks like it's nailing the tone and the the humor and the vibe of the Guardians of the Galaxy universe. And it's coming out on October 26th. Uh, of this year on xbox on playstation and pc and also which we found out later on the nintendo uh direct it's also coming to nintendo switch but that's a cloud-based version only so it's going to be a a lesser lesser version on the old switchy but uh Mm. this guy didn't look too bad i like that it had uh like branching consequences from your decisions like there was a couple of times so it's got some rpg elements where 
you select to do something and it's going to play out in certain ways or certain other ways. So, so what did you think about this, Miss Hart? Did this, uh, did this get you interested? Like, did you watch this and go, I want to play as Peter Quill and, and live this Guardian's, Guardian's life? Or were you sort of just like, yeah, cool, excited for Marvel fans, but it's not for me? Yeah, more along that lines. Like, there was a few things where I was kind of like, that's interesting. Like, I do, I always enjoy when um, games let you, like, have certain selections which impact uh, the timeline or the story, uh, the way, like, you you know, the game will play from, like, saying certain, certain like, text selections or actions, mm-hmm. I guess, that you do. So I always like it when um, you can have replayability, maybe, you know, choose this next time, whatever. But overall, I didn't, it really didn't get, get my interest. I'm curious if they've got all those really cool tracks playing in there. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. I'm hope like we did see a bit of Peter Quill rocking the old tape deck a few mm. times, so I'm hoping we get a nice thumping sort of uh, you know soundtrack from yesteryear over the top of this game instead of just like watered down loose things that Square do without having to pay uh, licensing fees to yes. to those to those recording artists. But it looked like it nails the tone. At least uh, you know anyone that hasn't read the the comics but have watched the movies, it looks like it's in line with that. Like obviously there might be a bit of a bit of a um adjustment period for fans of the films only seeing that the character models look uh very different to to sort of the main line like drax and gamora compared to what you saw in the the films is more in line with some of the comic book aesthetics so that yeah. might be a little bit of a processing uh time required there but it looked cool nails nails the the universe and and i liked that in some of the developer commentary they were saying we're looking forward to bringing in characters and some of the big bads that aren't common from within the the mcu so i'm like that we're going to get some new introductions to characters to to see these fresh interpretations so uh Mm. you're coming out in october 26 so just before halloween yeah it's uh kingdom hearts is the fighting style that i got from it where Mm because you only play as peter quill which i feel like is a missed opportunity Maybe that's what new content will be. You'll get to play as the other characters, maybe. Maybe, yeah. You, you can command them to, to use their yeah. abilities and whatnot. Uh, and it looked sort of fluid. Like, I, I couldn't work out which button they had mapped to bring up your squad commands and you could jump between Rocket and Groot and Drax and Gamora and then say, do this or do that. So you can chain these crazy combos. It was very much focusing on team play and racking up the big scores and you know you saw like the awesomes and the fantastics pop up on the screen yeah. or whatever else so it's it's got a bit of a fun aesthetic to it and um yeah I'm, I'm interested like yeah will this game be perfection who knows uh but i think it'll be a bit of fun at least uh come october 26th yeah we'll see and for the switch players you can play it on switch yeah, uh, but i'd probably recommend playing it on something else yeah it'd be interesting to see what that port looks like yeah, so so that's sort of outside of a Hitman mobile announcement where you are playing as a group of snipers trying to determine what happened to Agent 47, uh, the Square press conference was similar to Capcom in my opinion. You, you sort of similar vibe, vibe where you're like, oh, okay, that it, fine, yeah. it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't expecting much, to be honest. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was sort of expecting a little more from both of those and then was just disappointed. But anyway, you know, we got announcements, we got conferences, that's a win. 
Yeah. Just, uh, you know, didn't didn't move the needle for me in a lot of ways. Uh, we jump on to probably the biggest conference from a time perspective that I can recall, and that's the PC Game Show. So I watched this last night. You watched this live when it when it was unfolding on mm-hmm. uh, on stream, and it was fun. Uh, I liked how they sort of set this thing up and had a bit of story and, and sort of a bit of th- ongoing theme going through the back of it. But they had maybe 30 to 40 games on display during the PC game show. And it ran for, what, 90 minutes? Yeah, maybe longer? Long it was a long one. It felt like it a was long a long one. one, but it was fun. And I liked it. And there were some announcements that, that took my attention. Some not for me, but there were certainly a few there where I'm like, oh, okay, I need to know more about this. Uh Miss Hart, what what did you think? Because I know you were saying this is one of your favourite yeah. uh, conferences of uh, of E3. Yeah, so um, it, it doesn't really get as much hype or attention amongst the gaming communities when it comes to E3 time. But I always um, I always make time to watch for the PC gaming show. Uh, I love what they do. Like you said, they always try to make it a little bit fun, a little bit wacky, a little quirky. I love the hosts that they have on it. Um, it, it, it went on for quite some time, but I, I enjoyed it. It never feels laborsome for me. Um, and we got some good titles out of it. And we also got Gabe. He, um, he made an appearance. <laughs> we did. Up. We did. We got the, uh, the big head honcho of Valve. Mm. Uh, you could see clear as day that he was reading from a script on his computer screen. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> still, uh, and a weird still office. good to see him there. Yeah. Yeah, from his little home office, I was just watching his eyes and I'm like, yeah, you are just reading word for word whatever your PR uh, staff member sent you for this. And, you know, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And I like that they had a a little bit of fun before that where they they sort of marched out. I can't remember the dev, but it was an American. Oh, the guy from New Zealand. Um, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Based out of NZ, wearing a filthy casual shirt. And uh, they had a bit of a skit with like, sorry, we've got to move you on early because we've got Gabe coming up. And he did a thing where he was, you know, having an emotional breakdown. It was fine. It was fine. I like to see a little bit of personality, a bit of charm. He does that every, oh, well, not every year, but every time he's um, presented something, he's usually had like a little bit of a comedy skit. I'm trying to, I feel bad that I've completely forgotten his name, but he um, he has the studio New Blood. When they yes. he they make those games that are like kind of like a homage to really old PC games that I kind of grew yeah, up with, yeah, like so. like Dusk and stuff like that yeah. that came out last year. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's a cool studio and they they do some cool games and and I had a bit of a chuckle with uh with that little little back and forth before Gabe jumped on. Mm. Um, I I took a couple of notes for this one and um yeah Naraka Blade Point, which was a battle royale like a samurai feudal Japan. Looks pretty fantasy battle royale i'm like okay i'm listening and um from what they were sort of chucking up on the screen it looks like a lot of the the steam community was listening too like it was showing the the concurrent players where it fell as far as um interest and pre-sales and people that got in on the beta and all this so it looks like there's a bit of an appetite for a naraka blade point uh the the chivalry too got a bit of a bit of bit of love and the, the metal soundtrack over the top of that trailer had me tapping. Like it was so, uh, like it was, a, it was a weird combination going like traditional <laughs> medieval uh, siege combat and stuff with this this sort of modern day heavy metal soundtrack. But I'm like, okay, haven't played Chivalry, but I want to try this game. It looks good. At least once. It? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that's where I'm at. I, like I know I'll only play maybe for a little bit, but it, it does look a little bit silly. Like a lot of the gameplay play that i've seen from it it looks like people just have crazy fun just running at each other stabbing each other so 
Heck yeah, heck yeah. Uh, a couple other notes that I'll, that I'll quickly rattle off and then chuck it over to you to to bring us home as far as some of the other games or, or announcements you saw that uh, that got you excited. Uh, they they did a bit of an extended uh, Dying Light Two showcase, yeah, which was weird. Uh, I know that like this game's getting made by a European studio, so there is a bit of that Euro to English translation that got a bit lost, but. Um, it was just a strange, strange showcase. And then there was typos in the showcase. There was a line in there where they were talking um, about uh, the, the the lead character being in this, like, I guess, scientific school where they're testing, um, doing experiments on these kids. And there, and there was a line in it where the voice worker was like, I can never forget about um, Sue. Like, I can't remember the, like, his pseudo, like... Um, sister that he that he made in like befriended in this in this uh experimental school but on the screen text it came up and it was meant to say you yeah, never forget and it said never forget and i had a <laughs> had a bit of a chuckle at that one um in other ones we had a like this uh, uh vampire masquerade 2 offshoot that's like mm-hmm. vampires meets life is strange <laughs> it was just weird to me where it was like this angsty vampire and it's like I just want to find my daughter and like I can't find her and then she's like looking around these crime scenes and uh, I, I don't know what that was but it made me giggle. Um, another one that, that I liked was uh, Gigabash which was like oh, yeah. Godzilla meets Rampage meets Super Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this looks like some good dumb fun. Yeah, I would uh, I would play this game on Gigabash. You can, you can play as like, you know, big, big mechs or you can play as big beasties and have these just big, big shootouts in... In, in cities and smash the place to bits. So uh, I'm down for that. Uh, another game that I, that I sort of put on my notes here, Lemnus Gate, mm-hmm. which was like this um, first-person shooter strategy game yeah. uh, developed by um, another shooter over this side of the pond. And it's, it's like a 25-second time loop shooter strategy game where, uh, you know, say my, my squad's going against your squad, I can... In my 20 sec- 25 seconds of gameplay, run in, throw a grenade, take some shots, and then you can counter and you go, well, in my 25-second time loop, I'm going to actually move out of the way. I'll move you out of the way. I'll throw this. And it was... I don't know how it works, like how it's going to translate into the game, but it wrinkled my brain. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to know more about this. I want to know more about Lemnus Gate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we got some EVE Online. Uh, highlighting yes. obviously the big massive uh, space MMO, mm-hmm. and uh, I also wanted to mention uh, Silt, which was um, like a bit of a side scroller platformer. Uh, had sort of a muted color palette. Uh, looked very much like a Limbo style game, but looked really pretty and really creepy at the same yeah. time, which I liked. Yeah, the art style. Yeah, yeah, big fan, big fan of Silt. Uh, Big fan of The Wandering Village. I don't really know exactly what that game's about, but it's like a big village on the back of a giant dinosaur-esque looking creature yeah. just walking around the world. And then my last note was, who actually wants a custom MechWarrior 5 PC? Question mark. Because these things looked horrible. <laughs> yeah, it looks like one that you kind of put in the back. Like maybe you just use it for like, like just as a streaming machine or something like that. It... it I was like impressed, but then also like, yeah, like who would want that though? Mm. Probably a fan. Yeah, yeah definitely. That and it's got a it's got a devout fan base. The mm. old Mech Warrior franchise. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And it got a lot of love because it was the the primary sponsor for the PC game show. So they got a they got a lot of attention, a lot of references, and uh, you know, I guess guess the fans out there are loving that. So mm-hmm. Miss Hart, what about you? You got any any other notes or highlights you wanna wanna bring to the table here on the PC game show? Yeah, like you've mentioned a few of the good ones that they had, but um other ones that did uh, catch my attention was um Pi- is it, was, it, was it Pioneer or Pioneer? It had like yeah, a, like it was pie. It was written pioneer, but but it, it's, they said pioneer, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, it had like um like uh fear, like yes. the game fear. Yes, yeah. This like like mysterious, scary, floating woman that was kind of a bit ominous and foretelling of something. You know, like it was scary, bizarre. Um, I I it, it you know got my interest but like i'm not too sure you'd obviously want to know more <laughs> about that one before jumping into it but i like i enjoyed fear so because i was able to kind of link them up i was like oh okay maybe yeah it was it was russian alma and i, I like to in that uh in that trailer and gameplay slice they were showing uh beta gameplay that had not only i guess done by some of the russian people but then some they hadn't converted it all to english yes. so you're seeing some of the options come up in english like oh i can understand what's happening here and then others it was in russian and i'm like I nope. don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I'm sure it's good. Um, <laughs> another game, uh, T- Tinykin. Um, it looked like it was like, it's it's like a little like adventure game, but it looks like it's um like got that connection to like Pikmin. Um, we have these like little critters that are following you around that help you out. But the style of it being like a cartoon, like cartoon design, like it's, it's hard to describe, but it was, it was very quirky and very interesting and obviously anything that has like an, a pikmin um attachment usually gauges my gets my interest so i thought that one was pretty cool um uh there was songs of conquest which is a builder so that usually i'm always like <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of builders there yeah, was a lot of world builder games that were getting showcased here yeah, and Project Warlock um, just looks like a good homage to like the old school games, the shooters from PC, very mm-hmm. pixelated graphics, but um, you know, pixelated gore. So yeah, but it, I I enjoyed the showcase. I thought there was a lot of wonderful things in between. I also appreciate that they actually threw in a hardware segment in between um, to talk about some new hardware that they were were being developed. So. Which are you going to buy that funky glove that yes. improves your <laughs> improves FPS <you> <laughs> speed? Shooting. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but um, I, I like yeah. that they made fun of the the global like GPU shortages and stuff like that too. Like that, it was very self aware as well as the pricing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was good fun, and and it sort of broke up some of the tone from some of the other conferences that were yeah. a little bit more dry, and um. A bit more sort of straight down the line where this was quirky and they were having fun with it and there was yeah a, a story and you know they were playing characters and whatever else so it was cool it's cool i think it was I think it was good like it was it was a long one but like i wasn't there looking at my watch you know going when's this going to end i like it felt like i knew that it was going long but I, it had my attention the whole way like not every game was for me but there was a lot there there was so much variety and so many genres that they were jumping around and um yeah. yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of Russian Russian games, a lot of Chernobyl <laughs> focus. Yeah, it must be the theme. Of yeah, yeah. Pi- Pioneer, and then the other one was what Chernobylite. Chernobylite, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was there was a lot of a lot of cool games there, and a, a lot of lot of lot of references, and um, yeah, Lemnus Gate. I just don't know what the heck it is. Uh, it's coming to Xbox. I think it's actually coming to Game Pass. So uh, I'm gonna try that Lemnus Gate 25 second FPS strat game and see 
How in God's name that works. Yeah. And then uh, moving on to the last conference that uh, that ran yesterday, and that's the Nintendo Direct. And I don't want to sound like a hater. I don't want to sound like <laughs> I'm poo-pooing on things, but I felt like the the meme that does the rounds now where uh principal skinner's like no it was the children that were wrong i i feel like i am principal skinner at the moment where there was a lot of people on the social medias where they're like oh my god metroid dread and oh my god breath of the wild 2 and i'm just like cool man i'm gonna go read my book you know (laughs) like it just, it just didn't hit the beats that I was looking for and it hit a lot of other beats for a lot of other people, which I'm very happy for. But this Nintendo Direct clearly was not for me mm-hmm. um, in just about every sense of the word. Like, I'm not downplaying or poo-pooing on these games. I know there was one particular announcement in here that got you excited, which we'll talk about in a second. But overall, this, this conference was just like... I'm happy for Nintendo fans. Like I'm genuinely happy for people that saw these announcements and got super hyped. And, and you know, same people say the same with some of the games I talk about. And you know, we're all all have our opinions, yeah. all have our loves and our hates. But exactly. this just didn't move the needle for me. Yeah. Um. You know what? And I think that's like people that just need to be smarter on their wording. Whereas some people say, "Oh, that Nintendo Direct was shit," and then they're saying, "Well, no, that Nintendo Direct wasn't for me." Mm. So. And it wasn't. It 100% wasn't. Like, Shame. It was weird to me that I got more excited about seeing Mario Party All-Stars getting announced than some of these games. I'm like, I love Mario Party. I can play online with randoms or with friends. Like, okay, I'll play I'll play some Mario Party. Like, that got me more excited than Breath of the Wild 2 did. You know? Like, to be fair, like, um, I didn't care whether I was going to see Breath of the Wild 2 or not. And then they did it at the end. I was like, cool. Like, I'm happy for everyone. Glad, glad yeah. you got to see it. Yeah, but should we should we jump into a game that got announced that uh, that got you very happy? It was uh, WarioWare, get it together, coming out on September the 10th of this year. So we don't have to wait too long. we got uh, a couple of months and this thing is going to be in your hands on the Switch. I'm so excited. You keen? Yes, I'm so excited. I wasn't expecting it. Like there was like, um, there, there was a few people that were kind of saying, you know what, maybe this is our time. Like a lot of people kind of like threw it out there kind of like sporadically saying like, this might be our time where we're going to get this WarioWare game that we've been kind of waiting for. Um, like we never got promised it or anything. We just, we knew that we would have to get it eventually, right? Mm. Um, so that was nice. It was a nice surprise and just seeing it, it was wonderful hearing Wario narrate the entire thing. <laughs> I think that's the most we've all heard Wario speak. <laughs> It was, he was speaking a lot and he was picking his nose a lot. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you got to expect it in WarioWare. The, the games that you play in WarioWare are a little wacky, which is why I love it. So I'm um, super excited, super excited to see that I'm getting it this year. I um, already looked into trying to like pre-order it. So um, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy. Uh, I, like, like, I kind of like said on Twitter, I said I wasn't really, you know, hyped for anything on Nintendo Direct. So that was a wonderful surprise for me. Yeah, it, it was cool. And the second it, it popped up on, on the direct, I, I thought of you straight away and I knew how excited you'd be for it. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, we also get uh, support for two players. So mm-hmm. you can play this with someone else, which is which is kind of cool. So um, yeah, sort of circling back to some of these other, these other uh, announcements, obviously, yeah. So Metroid, 
Metroid uh, Dread is the first 2D game in, in 19 years from the Metro Metroid universe. So that's, I think, exciting for Metroid fans. Uh, they did talk about Metroid 4 being still in development, but there was no trailer, there was no gameplay, there was no nothing. They just sort of talked about it uh, and then kept rocking and rolling. Uh, we, we confirmed, I uh, got confirmation that uh, Kazuya Mishima from the Tekken universe is joining Smash Brothers Ultimate with a very long, long trailer. And then they even went, okay, now we're going to show you every one of his moves that he uses in Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, Nintendo? Not his detailed ones, though. Like, they, they showed his stuff, but then they, don't they usually do, like, a deep dive? Yeah, I think they did that in the treehouse afterwards. Oh, did they? Okay. I, I watched a bit of the treehouse. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Oh, yeah, that's... But, only uh, for the they kept going back to the well where Kazuya was was carrying fallen enemies from Smash Brothers and just tossing them off a cliff. And obviously it ends where he tossed Kirby off and then Kirby just, you know, did his little float jump thing away in the background, which I had a chuckle about. But was cute. my God, they showed a lot of this. And then they're like, oh, we're going to show even more in like two weeks on a specific announcement for Smash Brothers and Kazuya. So uh, tune in, I think, on the 26th of June for that. I'm like, why did you waste so much time today then if you've got another thing coming up later? Like, show different games. They, um, anyway. I reckon they were doing it to tease um, because it starts off where, um, like, the first person that he um, uh, he's carrying is from Zelda. Yeah, yeah. So, like Ganon down. Yeah, so I think he was, like, like I think I think it was they purposefully started it like that with that because at first you didn't see who it was so I think they they were trying to make people believe it was um, Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Bit bit of a swerve, but yeah. uh, we certainly got a lot of Kazuya in that trailer. Uh, we got an absolute bucket load of Zelda stuff. So uh, to celebrate the series anniversary, there's a new mini console that's going to allow you to play the first two Zelda games, and uh, it's coming out on November the twelfth. The weird part was the amount of attention and focus they had with that where they're like, oh, and you can see the clock embedded in the game. You can play the game with the clock on the screen. I'm like, who asked for this? Who wants that in the game? Who wants a big giant real-time clock taking up like a quarter of the friggin' screen's real estate as you play? Like, I don't get it, Nintendo. With the game, right? Yeah, but I don't get it. I don't get why. I guess everyone, yeah, I don't know. There's probably more of information to it, but yeah. It probably is, but yeah, what they gave me just made me disgruntled. Thanks. So, uh, yeah, I was frustrated. So, we got uh, also some announcements. Yeah, so uh, Life is Strange, Life is Strange Before the Storm and True Colors will be coming to the Nintendo Switch mm-hmm. uh, this year, which is cool to see. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, which we mentioned, is coming to the Switch, but it is a cloud version. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, good luck with that and your stable internet required to play that game. Uh, Wor- uh, Worms Rumble is uh, making its way to the Nintendo Switch. So another Worms game. This this series just keeps on keeping on, doesn't it? It makes worms. me happy just because it's like from so long ago <laughs> and it's just it's just so under the radar. Ago. So obviously people are playing it and they're just chugging along. That's it. Just just chugging along. Uh, we got confirmation that Two Point Campus is also coming to the Nintendo Switch. So uh, that's a game that was announced at uh, Summer Game Fest, which we're both excited for. Super Monkey Ball. Uh, celebrates its 20th anniversary with the brand new game called Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Mm-hmm. It's coming out um, on October the 5th, 2021. And in my notes, I wrote about Super Monkey Ball and where was it? I just said, how many goddamn Super Monkey Ball games are there? I had no idea that they released this many Super Monkey Ball games. There was like 
felt like 15 game titles that they sort of cycled through getting up to this new one. Yeah, I like I, I knew that there's like a strong community that enjoys these titles, but I just enjoyed the, the bait and switch because they um, showed like the very ner- Nintendo-esque bananas. So I think a lot of people thought they were getting something Donkey Kong related. Although yeah, but now we get Banana years. Mania coming out yeah. October the 5th. Uh, we got confirmation that Just Dance 2 is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Cruising Blast is coming to the Nintendo yeah. Switch. So anyone that used to like the old Cruising USA games, uh, we're getting a bit of that on the Switch. Uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot is coming to the Switch. Uh, Nintendo is also committing to post-launch support for Mario Golf Super Rush. So that game comes out, I think, in a week's time, yeah. give or take. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they've got post-launch support for that with some new modes and content coming its way. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 turned up again with more mm. monsty discussion. So much Monster Hunter Stories across these last couple of days. Uh, we've got another look at Shin Megami Tensei 5, uh, which looked interesting. Anyone that's a fan of, I guess, Persona is probably the, the more mainline franchise yeah. attached to this universe. Uh, in, instead of Personas, they're demons in uh, Shin Megami Tensei, but same sort of concepts. Mm. Coming out on November the 12th, if you're interested in that one. Uh, Danganronpa is hitting the Switch. So Danganronpa Decadence is coming out and uh, it includes four Danganronpa games, including one that's been expanded from a board game that featured in one of the original games. So uh, yeah, Danganronpa Decadence coming out uh, on the Switch too. Uh, one other game that I got excited for, uh, Fatal, Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water, jumping from the Wii U to the Switch. Mm. It's not the best of the Fatal Frame series, but yeah, I'm excited to play some Japanese horror on the Switch or maybe on my telly if I play this thing docked because it looks like it's going to be a bit creepy. Yeah, legitimately, um, Fatal Frame is one of one of those scary games that um, fucked me up and I never finished because it scared me a lot. <laughs> um, so. Well, you can go back and play this one. Oh, great. On the Switch. In bed, in the dark. Great. <laughs> <laughs> You'll play it in the bathroom just to save myself the hassle. That's it. That's it. Stay safe. Stay safe from all these uh, Japanese ghosties. Uh, Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 is hitting the Switch. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 come the Switch. I like that. I'm excited Like to be able to play Tony Hawk on the Switch on the fly. Sign me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strange Brigade makes the jump to the Nintendo Switch uh, and sort of think Left 4 Dead mixed with Indiana Jones. It's actually out now, so it's, it's available now for you to get your hands on. We've got another extended look at uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also confirmed the first downloadable content pack for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, and uh, yeah, we got an absolute uh, yeah smattering finale of Zelda. It was just, here's the, uh, you know, here's this little console where you can play uh, the original Zelda games. Here's the, the Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors. And then they finish with uh, Breath of the Wild 2. And I guess the big sell point on it is like the, the game is also going to be set up in the, in the clouds, up in the sky. Yeah. Uh, so from what I understand, I think it's set two years after the the events of Breath of the Wild, from what I remember reading. Don't quote me verbatim. I just remember seeing something on the internet somewhere where they said it's two years later. Could be wrong, but uh, they've committed at this stage to a 2022 release date. No no sort of um, quarter or, or month or date, but just a year. Mm. So sometime next year, they're hoping to release Breath of the Wild 2 and... Countless game fans around the world were very excited about it. I was happy for them. And uh, yeah, that was the Nintendo Direct Conference, Miss Hart. Yes. And that was the, the nail in our, uh, the rest of the E3 coffin. Um, 
Yeah. So, like, ending on Nintendo was probably good for most people, those that actually enjoyed Nintendo. Um, but it was a, quite a roller coaster. And then I, I straight after the event, I saw a lot of people kind of, like, comparing, like, who was the winner of E3, Nintendo or Microsoft? Um, but, uh, yeah. 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 But overall, it was a, was a great couple of days. We got a ton of announcements on software, some hardware and some of these platforms and just a lot of things to get excited for, not only for release for the rest of 2021, but 2022 and then into 2023. Mm. So uh, maybe, maybe we sort of jump in and revisit our uh, predictions we made mm. from a couple of weeks back. Uh, how did you go, Miss Hart? So we, we threw in three-ish predictions as far as what we thought was going to was going to be on display at E3 2021. Did you pass? Not really. I I, I got like a one and a half um, out of three. <laughs> I, uh, my number one, which was getting an Elder Scrolls trailer. That one hurts. Uh, and number two was the two famous actors awkwardly talking about a game they probably know nothing about. And I got that in... Um, spades i got um about what i think i got four four or five maybe yeah so, you had so many celebrities to choose from I was uh, you were not short of choice for that I was one not short so past that one luckily uh and then my number three was ubisoft makes a poor attempt to acknowledge their previous wrongdoings uh so um a lot of the issues that ubisoft has been facing in the treatment of staff and uh, certain people in higher ups taking advantage of their positions um i said they i said they um, would do a poor attempt and they decided to do one up and just not mention it at all. Mm. Um, so I kind of gave myself a half point because that is still a poor attempt um, with no attempt at all. So one and a half points on my predictions. I think that's fair. That's a pass. You hmm. know, uh, the, the Elder Scrolls one, like when, when you announced that, I think we both agreed that that was sort of like a gimme. Yeah, I thought we for just... sure they were going to lead off with that, but I guess they didn't want too many big rpgs taking taking the flavor and yes. they they doubled down with starfield instead of uh, a bit of elder scrolls 6 but Bust. to get mentioned uh in the opening it, of that xbox bethesda conference but yeah no trailer so uh wow, wow. took me by surprise and um yes yeah, so, so my predictions uh at least three remakes slash remasters announced uh i won that in spades just off the nintendo yes direct alone uh there was remakes and remasters coming out the wazoo across most of these conferences so uh you know checkbox there uh the next one i had was at least one bizarre live music performance and at least three traditionally non-speaking english announcements done very awkwardly uh there was a a good uh, assortment of music performances just in uh, game fest alone but you could um you could sort of cherry pick which non-speaking English announcements uh, you wanted. Like the Nintendo one yesterday was was ripe with them with the just the just the, I guess the the conversion from Japanese to English alone. There are some weird transitions and um, yeah. So I'll give myself a point there, but I failed on the third one where I said Microsoft or Xbox slash Bethesda announced at least five brand new AAA games. So uh, I I got. I got three. I got three out of five. So Red Redfall, uh, Contraband, and then The Outer Worlds 2 was mm. my third. So uh, I, I remember I said three, but then bumped it to five because I wanted to go all in. Yeah, and, uh, you, you said three. And I'm like, yeah, that, I think you, you're probably safe with that. And then you, I think because I said you were safe with it, you went, you know what, five. And so yeah. 
Yeah, so I fell fell up. just short of the finish line there. But uh, three three new uh, three new games announced on the way, which I'm excited for. And then the bonus. I don't know if I get this or not. I don't think I do because it was just the director's cut. But I said uh, Hideo Kojima's next game would be officially announced with a weird ass trailer. We did get a weird ass trailer with Norman Reedus, you know, having sexual tension with a box. And um, yeah, so we got the director's cut announced, and it's coming later. So, but yeah, I think I fell short on that one too. Hmm. Yep, yeah, well, it's relative to say that we kind of had our finger on the pulse a bit on like what to expect. Um, but it's always nice to be surprised, even if it is not getting the trailer that you wanted. See, so it, it goes full circle to that Principal Skinner meme where, yeah, we are. The kids are wrong. We, we, our fingers are on the pulse. They're like, it how is about, the children. They said to me, how about Space Skyrim? And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> no. I don't want that. Not at all. Not at all. So I thought we'd uh, we'd sort of finish off this episode with mm. our respective top fives from E3. So this could mm. be conferences this could be game announcements this could be hardware or just anything from this last week as far as uh things you wanted to highlight and then we'll talk about our biggest letdowns then close down the show so miss hart what is your what is your number five what is your number five on your top five list yes so my number five is the devolver digital showcase with and the games attached to it i i always enjoy it um so it was just as good this year and they had some pretty good games attached so my number five yeah I, I think that's that's fair the devolver showcase was was fantastic it's uh you know more devolver they know what they do and they just stick to it and just they do perfect it well. that secret source mm-hmm. uh my number five uh i went with a little little game mention uh, and i went evil dead the game of course which uh yeah. looks surprisingly good from a graphical standpoint but it looks like it nails the tone from the evil dead universe and i can't wait to kill all the deadites with my boomstick and chainsaw <laughs> Um, my number four is the Wholesome Direct overall. Um, I loved it. I feel like they really, um, really made themselves present uh, amongst all the con- um, all the conferences, and especially having seventy titles to present and giving smaller uh, devs an opportunity to showcase their titles. Um, I just think it's always a great mix. So Wholesome Direct is my number four. 100% 70 titles. That's 70. seven zero, listeners. Seven zero. My number four, I've uh, I've jumped into the, the Netflix Geeked Week uh, situation oh, here nice. and I wanted to highlight all the content that is going to be coming to Netflix from the game universe in the future, such as, you know, Cuphead, Resident Evil with the live action series mm-hmm. with the animated stuff, uh, the Far Cry Blood Dragon spinoff, and then uh, Witcher Season 2. So uh, yeah. that's my number four from my top five. Yeah, got some really, really good TV shows coming up. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three is a little game <laughs> that came came into my uh, radar get, because of Games Radar and their uh, future games event, uh, a game called Timberborn where it is a city builder, which everyone knows that I like, but mm-hmm. you're beavers. So it's a beaver city builder. And I'm sorry, that's a win-win in my book. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> Take all of it. Timberborn. And it's and it's not just like, you're not building like little dams. dams. <laughs> it's not like just you're dams. Not building, yeah, it's not dams. Like You're, you're, you're literally building, building cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're building up the world after like the cease of existence of humanity, I believe. So it's just beavers. It's so, it's so great. And it's so you. It's such a you game. Yeah, it's very much. My, uh, my number three is uh, Halo Infinite. 
uh, I think it's gotten itself on the right track. It's gotten uh, a lot of lot of fans, both old and new, excited for when this comes out at the back end of this year. Uh, what they're doing with the, the the campaign and then the free multiplayer, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm excited for this to 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 drop in my hands later this year on Game Pass and uh, you know play some of that multiplayer. Uh, you know, try some of these new weapons and these new mechanics and things they brought from the the previous uh, versions of this game, mixing with some of these new concepts that you're seeing in a lot of F- FPS titles now. And it looks so pretty. And uh, I cannot wait to uh, try and be be jumping around with my shotgun and probably getting headshotted with people using battle rifles because there's so many good players in this game. But uh, yeah, Halo Infinite looks like uh, it's it's destined for success when it comes out later this year you know Knock touch wood, wood. We, we want to see that <laughs> we don't want to we don't want negative review scores in Master this game form space we hope uh, everyone involved sees some success so halo infinite was my uh, number three yeah i'm looking forward to finally playing halo um <laughs> my number two is the warioware announcement <laughs> um i wasn't expecting it it was such a wonderful surprise i got so happy so excited um and it was pointed out to me that a lot of people were so excited about other things in nintendo and i was just there cheering on wario where like it was you know my breath of the wild too so yeah 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 rightfully rightfully so mm-hmm. uh you know great announcement and uh yeah that was done specifically for you it felt like yes there's a lot of WarioWare fans out there i saw a lot of positive chatter on the twitters when mm-hmm. this was announced so it's good to see uh my number two is the Xbox and Bethesda press conference. I thought amongst all the presses, this one sort of stood out, at least for me and what what I'm looking for in these and the games and the genres and everything. I felt it was just nice and tight. They didn't get too out in the weeds as far as too many people on stage talking. It was just they let the games do the talking. The messaging was clear and concise. There wasn't like, you know, it was world exclusive or console exclusive. They were the only real two things you need to understand. There wasn't these other little asterisks where you had to go read a manual to understand what that exclusive term meant, you know? So uh, we know what's coming up. Uh, they, they announced some some new exclusive titles that are only coming to their platforms. They showcased a lot of cross-platform, like, like uh, you know, multi-platform titles. And uh, yeah, it just felt good. It felt, uh, it felt like Xbox and Bethesda, walking hand in hand in unison and uh you know the the future is bright for that budding relationship there so that's my number two and i pretty much agree with you because my number one is just game pass hype um all through the microsoft event i just could not believe the amount of times we found out titles were either coming to game pass that weren't previously on it or the new titles new exclusive titles that were going to be on game pass day one and i just like it was unfathomable because we anyone that you know is obviously attached to it already knows the amount of like value you get out of a game pass but just Mm -hmm. knowing that these day one drops of these new exclusive titles we're we're gonna be able to just play it like straight away you're not gonna have to worry about pre-ordering it you're not gonna have to worry about saving saving some money aside it's it's we're all gonna be able to play it day one so i just the hype over game pass um it was pretty damn strong yeah, it's it's you know something that we we sort of scream from the rooftops very regularly here at the, yes. the Hungry Gamers, and and it's the best value in gaming, and it continues to get better. Like not only with the games that are coming through through Xbox and Microsoft owned studios, but mm-hmm. seeing a lot of these other third party 
studios jump on board and and throw their game on game pass day one where it still is available on other platforms it's it's big and it shows that the world on mass is behind this uh this service and and if you've got an xbox and you don't have game pass like you're doing it wrong yes. that's that's the short version you are doing it so wrong because 10 bucks a month gets you so much you know that can buy you two coffees in a, in a month if you want to break it down to other things 10 bucks you know it's it's money and it and it's a it's hefty sum in in some regards with the way the world is but if you can afford to put aside 10 bucks a month to your gaming that's the way to do it that's the way to maximize your return on investment with game pass and uh so many games coming out yes. on it over the next several months and several years to get excited for yeah. My uh, my number one announcement stood above all others. Uh, oh. It couldn't get close. Like uh, my jaw was on the floor with this. I'm I'm all in on uh, Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora as my number one announcement. What? <laughs> I'm lying. It was shitty, and <laughs> I have got zero interest in that game. But I thought I'd do a little swerve here just to build up a little bit of slight anticipation and doubt as far as my game of card so yeah avatar frontiers of pandora kicked off the number one spot and i'm uh i'm giving my number one to the people i'm giving my number one to the the developers the publishers the people behind the scenes that make these conferences go because you know the world is a mess Mm -hmm. people are dying people are sick covid is impacting everything and the fact that we still got an e3 this year amidst all this bad stuff that we're all dealing with Mm -hmm. on the flow on from COVID and the fact that we got so many fantastic press conferences from so many companies during this world on fire event that we're going to remember for years and years and years is a testament to everyone involved. So I'm going to say my number one, uh, you know, from E3 or from this past week is the fact that we got these showcases in the first place. We've got these conferences, we got people, uh, you know, showing showing their passion projects, showing these things that they make and, uh, you know, that we get to experience, we get to play and we get to watch. And I just want to send all the love to the people involved in every facet of these uh, conferences because, uh, you know, it allowed us to forget what's going on around the world for a few days as well. So uh, that's my number one, a big, big sort of unanimous thank you to everyone involved. And uh, yeah, looking forward to future E3s that we can hopefully constructively criticize because that's what we're trying to do here. I'm not pulling on anyone unnecessarily. I'm trying to come at it from a good good angle and much love to everybody that uh, made these things happen. 100%. For the people. Yeah. Even the guys at Ubisoft, you know, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. There's there's people behind that game grinding and putting the hours in, but that game Mm -hmm. is not for me. No way, no how. James Cameron... Put your money into making more alien films, please and thank you. Or more Terminators. None of this Avatar nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> we, we're going to sort of shift gears and talk about our biggest letdown or letdowns from uh, E3 or this this uh, you know games week of announcements. Miss Hart, uh, what was what was the things that sort of made you feel a bit sad this week? Where the fuck was my Elder Scrolls? <laughs> Where here, was here. It? here, here. I was just so damn sure. Um, yeah, like, I'm, like, I'm over it, kind of. Um, I'm hoping that means I get to see it soon, maybe. Maybe they'll have a nice little event where they'll show it then. Um, I just don't understand why they didn't show it. Anywho, um, and the other one was no Splatoon 3. I just, I I thought we'd have gotten some Splatoon. Yeah, I thought that was, that was missing. We did get something that reminded me a bit of Splatoon. It was called, like, um... 
Raw Men. Remember that oh, one yeah. where it was like <laughs> PC. That yeah. That gave me some um, Splatoon vibes a little bit. A little, but I. Yeah. But yeah, I, definitely I, no Splatoon. I group. kind of thought that I'd see Splatoon, but oh well. Too busy kind getting excited know. for uh, Monsties and Zelda. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, Metro Dread. Uh, my biggest letdowns. No goddamn Dino Crisis. Uh, <laughs> Capcom. We've talked about what happened with their with their conference. No, no Dino Crisis again. Mm-hmm. No remake, no remaster, no new entry. Will it happen eventually? Probably not because I'm used to getting my heart broken, but I'm um, holding out hope. And my other biggest letdown was it just felt like there was this big chasm left in E3 with no Sony, with no EA. There was, you know, some some big power players absent from E3 and, you know, Microsoft and, and, and um you know, PC Game Show and Nintendo and Square Enix and Co. They all did well and they showed some cool stuff, but there wasn't that trip uh, typical. You know, the the David versus Goliath. Oh, not really. It's it's Goliath versus Goliath. I guess it's it's typically mm. always Xbox and Sony. That's that's the two that are always at loggerheads as far as who won. Did they outperform them? And because there wasn't that measuring stick there, Xbox sort of I wouldn't say wins it by default because they still had to put a good conference together. But like they there did. wasn't. There wasn't Sony in their raft of AAA exclusives that we get year on year at these types of things to to talk about and, and debate. So uh, yeah, yeah, having having those those guys and gals from from Sony and EA missing uh, a little hole in my heart. It did. Oh, that's a damn shame. I think we were yeah. sport for choice. I think we got plenty. We got plenty. We did. So. We did. We we got you know several hundred new games. I don't know the exact numbers, but we got. Several hundred new games announced, uh, updates to several hundred more. Uh, a lot of these games coming out over the next few months. Uh, Xbox, you can get on the idea at Xbox and there's like 40 demos of games that were showcased over this past week. You can download and play for free right now. Yeah, what kind of um, demo should we download if we were to access the uh, Xbox ID demos? Well, I'd, uh, I'd certainly recommend a little old ditty called Trigger Witch, uh, which is done by our friends at Rainbite <laughs> Studios and written by Australia's John O'Peck, uh, 8-Bit Stalwart here. That is available to play. I ran through the demo during the week Did and you? I thoroughly enjoyed my time. Like I haven't played many twin sticks in a good long while, so there was a bit of uh, re- reconfiguring of the brain and the grey matter to try and make it happen, but it's fun, it's vibrant, it's quirky. And then it's violent, which is just a crazy combination. Like it's so cute and charming. And then there's just, you know, shooting the hell out of everything. I'm I'm all for it. Nice. (laughs) I'm all for it. And I cannot wait to play the full release of that game over the coming weeks or months. So uh, yeah, check out Trigger Witch by Rainbite, available to download for free on the Xbox store or marketplace. Uh, You can try the demo and get a little taste before it comes out in full in the coming weeks or months. Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of our E3 2021 coverage. Anything you want to say before we shut down the studio? Uh, listeners, we are not going to be bringing you a normal episode of THG next Monday. So uh, we are having like a 10-day a break or something like that, if my maths is correct. So we will be back with episode 247 uh, in, in a little under two weeks' time. So uh, enjoy and digest this uh, E3 coverage and then uh, just uh, keep keep your ears occupied by listening to the rest of the content 
over yeah. at ap.net. But Miss Hart, anything you want to say? Yeah, join us on Discord if you haven't yet so we can all discuss. Uh, maybe we poo-pooed something that you really liked. Maybe we both mutually like something or maybe you're just interested in a little bit more information. Either way, um, join us on the Discord and we can all have a lovely chat together. Hell yeah. We, uh, you know, debate is healthy and, uh, you know, there's things that we might have talked about that you didn't and we can discuss that and yes. vice versa. So, uh, yeah, hit us on them discords or you can hit us up on the socials. Uh, you can find Ali at Miss Ali Hart, find myself at Brendan 8-Bit or find 8-Bit at We Are 8-Bit. But until next time, 8-Bit Nation, much love. And stay hungry. And check out Audio Technica for the best in audio-based equipment. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. I fitted that in just in time. That's what he said.